You're listening to the According to the Technical Rules podcast, where we discuss things that matter and argue about things that don't. Listener discretion is advised. Hello. Before we start the show, we'd love to hear what you think about our podcast. If you're listening to podcasts on iTunes, uh, please leave us a review and tell us what you think or wherever you happen to be listening. The feedback is really helpful. Now on to the show. When it's time to party, we will party hard. What's up? This is According to the Technical Rules Podcast. Uh, my name is Sam Jack, and I am joined here, as always, by my good friend and co-host, Matt. Yes! And uh, today, we are also here uh, with our friend, uh, Luke, who I hesitate to call a guest, uh, because he is becoming a bit of a fixture on this podcast. He's a, he's a regular. Yeah! I'm like that guy that's like, hey, do you mind if I crash at your place for a couple nights? Right. And then he becomes a, a lovable part of your family. And two months later, you're like, "Hey, man, uh, you need to start paying rent, or you need to get out of here." But, but then you see that your kids have formed an emotional attachment to him, and <laughs> they look to him for sage advice, and it just becomes a whole thing. It's like a couch guy from Half Baked. Yeah, that's what I am, couch yeah, guy. Couch guy from Half Baked. You can refer to me as Couch Guy from now on. All right, we're uh, we're joined we're, today by our by our good friend and co-co-host Couch Guy. Hey Couch Guy. Hey guys. <laughs> hey, you look like a Couch Guy. I definitely do. Can confirm. You look like a Couch comma guy. Ah, got him. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, the reason why I think uh, we have Luke here today, I could be wrong, is I I just finally got around to watching the Star Wars movie, and Sam and Luke are quite the Star Wars aficionados. Fans. Aficionados. So, we're going to do our opening statements and talk a little bit about Star Wars. All right. We have a little Star Wars conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the first thing we're going to talk about, we're going to start off nice and easy. Because that's what we do here, uh, according to technical rules. We're going to talk about our credentials. The credentials. And I will I will go ahead and say forthright, right now, uh, whereas I have watched all Star Wars movies, uh, I don't know if I'd say like I'm a super hardcore fan, whereas Sam and Luke are. So, listen to what Sam and Luke say, and you can ignore me as is... Uh, the usual thing. So, Luke, why do you like Star Wars? Oh, excuse me. Couch Guy, why do you like Star Wars? Uh, Star Wars is the most important movie franchise for me. I think it was the most developmental for me as a child. Um, I liked that my name was Luke when I was a kid, and that, that mm. was the main characters. So it was an immediate draw when I was like five. Uh, the first movie I saw was Empire Strikes Back. Um, and I just remember... Right after Hoth, hearing Luke talk about going to the Dagobah system—that's one of my earliest memories. Period. Oh, weird. Of like, and I know like, but like, it's like you know, you have like ten from when you're really young. One of my like, one of my first memories is watching on our probably twelve-inch TV and like really broken up, like 
almost black and white, but like semi-color on TV uh, watching Star Wars and Luke talking about going to the Degma system and my dad explaining to me that Luke was going to go train, but Han and Leia, they're running away from the bad guys to go to Cloud City. And the Lando system. Right. right. Cloud City, yeah. Um, so that's like one of my, I don't know, that's, I don't know if that's credentials. Well, that's, that's where it like, came from. Did you ever dress up for Star Wars movies? No, I did not. I was curious. No. Uh, I'm not, I've not been ever a huge costume person. In fact, every Halloween, like, I just, I mean, gotcha. whatever I can do the day before is, like, what I kind of do. And usually it's not great. I'm just not a big <laughs> costume guy. Yeah, one of, one of my favorite Luke memories is quoting Wait, Star Luke, Wars. Luke Skywalker or, no, my or friend Luke, Couch Guy? This guy right here. Okay. Is quoting Star Wars to Luke. You, I think he was working in the, uh, the office... In Blaine. In Blaine. Blaine is a residential hall in Missouri Southern. I'm sure you hear this all the time, but Luke, I am your father. And Luke, rather than getting upset about it, uh, continued to quote the rest of the scene to me. Mm. So I really appreciate it. And I think I corrected you after and said, actually, the line is, no, I am your father. Right. Right. It's not, there's no line. There's no line in Star Wars that says, Luke, I'm your father. People get that. You know where they get it from? Tommy Boy. Oh, Tommy is, has that weird. Like hand thing, and he's talking in the fan. He says, "I, Luke, I am your father," and that's where people I think picked up on promoting that all the time. Probably. Anyway, I think so. That's that's where it comes from. Everyone, everybody knows now. There it is. Sam, why do you like Star Wars? Uh, well, I I don't know why I like Star Wars. I'm a I'm a big fan of Star Wars. I like Star Wars a lot. I'm gonna do. To I'm gonna I have do Star Wars tattoos. Nice. What? I dressed up for Star Wars. You haven't seen his Star Wars I've tattoos? read almost the entire extended universe of Star Wars. Give uh, me a Star Wars tattoo right now. And you guys have to post an image of this tattoo. Oh, that's I assume that my Star I assume that my Star Wars tattoos were common knowledge. Yeah, I did they're, not know that. They're not in a like a hidden place or anything. What? Oh, the rebels on the right side. No, I did not know that. Yeah, I have the I have the original Empire on the left side of left elbow and the original rebellion it's on my right elbow. So, situation. So, yeah. Sam, is there a reason like you're like that's something that got you into it, or is it just something you kind of? Uh, into as I a don't remember child? the first time I watched Star Wars as a child. I I just remember growing up watching Star Wars. The thing that we did as kids when we were like. On Sunday, we would come home from church, we would eat dinner, and then we would watch Star Wars. Oh. It's like the thing, we were just, for whatever reason, like we would, my folks would put it in and we would play and they would nap or whatever, and we always, we always watched Star Wars. Star Wars was one of the movies in the rotation. Okay. Yeah. So, watched a lot of Star Wars, made some really good friends, uh, dressing up to go watch, I think it was Attack of the Clones. It may have been Phantom Menace. Uh, we stood in line for a very long time in Joplin. To watch Star Wars, we were on the news as some of the geeks coming through. Uh, there used to be a guy around town that would dress up that had like a penis costume and would like go to places where there. Did you ever see this guy? I think I did. I think he was on campus sometimes. Yeah, so we went Missouri Southern campus. He was on Pitt State campus. So he showed up for the Star Wars thing in a like a Sith robe with a lightsaber and was trying to fight people. And a very good friend of mine, who I will not out, but a good friend of mine ran out to fight him before he realized that it was a penis. Uh, fought him, the penis did phallic things. The friend was embarrassed, came back, and we said that was a penis, and he realized then that it was not a mushroom, and that was why. It was, <laughs> then that was why it was flopping around on the ground, mm. pretending to be erect. Yeah, so that's a that's a hard surprise. Yeah, so I love Star Wars. I uh, I don't 
I don't uh, attend to it as rapidly as I once did. Uh, there was a time where I was, I think, what you would consider a fanboy. Now I am more of a... Scholar. Well, I wouldn't say scholar, but uh, someone who appreciates the genre for what it is. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I'm kind of over the hill on the angry about Star Wars stuff, which I'm sure we'll get back into. Um, but yeah, I mean, there I had a I, I wrote a Star Wars fan film with mm. some of the same friends. I has never seen the light of day. Uh, I had a Star did you, Wars. Did you produce and make this film? No, we wrote it. We had a kid who was working on the uh, on the uh, special effects, and then everybody went to college. Oh, man. Uh, I wrote uh, for a while. I had a uh, Star Wars fan blog. Okay, wow. On uh, what was the art? The, what was the fire one? It wasn't arc? I just I want to call it Arcade Fire, but it wasn't. No, uh, it was like Angel Fire. Yeah, Angel, Angel Fire. Fire. Yep, it wasn't Geo City. It was Angel Fire. I had an Angel Fire uh, Star Wars blog. How how heavily trafficked was it? Not, not, not at all. Okay, no, not at all. Does that uh, does that still exist? No, 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 no. I, I I looked into it and it's gone. Okay, okay. I wrote under the name uh, Jedi Master Glick Dole. <laughs> yep. That's incredible. That was my character name from the movie. Jedi yeah. Master Gl- Glick Glick Dole. Yep, that's good. Yeah. Uh, I will give twenty five dollars to anyone who can locate the news story that Sam is on in line for Star Wars. Twenty five dollar prize. So anybody <laughs> who can track down. Whatever news station, KOADE and Joplin. If you can find that story, I will give you $25. Here's the hoping. I doubt it exists. Uh, it'd be kind of hard to find out. We also got, uh, you know, the, you know, back in those days, there were the, there was the big thing where, like, the like the man on the street, like, uh, where they would go and they would, like, uh, the dog, the Conan dog. Um, oh, uh... Triumph Insult yeah, Comic so Dog. Yeah, so Triumph Insult Comic Dog, there were like people like late night comedians would go out and they would like talk to people who were into things and then make fun of them. Right. Uh, I was approached by one of those people. Oh. They asked, they asked my friends and I a bunch of questions uh, and then they asked one of my friends, I think it was a female, uh, something along the lines of what is it like to hang out with Jabba the Hutt? Because I was so fat. No. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, that's low-hanging fruit. Well, yeah. Second yeah. of all, that's mean. Well, sure, but that—that's that that low-hanging fruit, though. But that happened. That's dumb. Yeah. This is this was a big experience at the time. I want to fight that deal. person right now. Me too. Well, yeah. That's How fun. do I find him? I don't know. Uh, Twenty-five dollars. Twenty-five dollars. <laughs> if you can find that guy, he was a grown man. I mean, I think he was like a teacher. I think he was like a high school. I think I think it was like Yikes. a class project or something. I wow. don't know what it was. Yeah. Wow. Well, he was reaching for the stars. I dressed so. up as Yoda. That's fine. I had a latex Yona mask. Nice. Yeah, so okay. yeah, that was really fun. So uh, for, anyway, for me personally, these are our qualifications for for, for my qualifications. As I said earlier, uh, they are not as prestigious. Uh, I I watched all the Star Wars as a young as a young child. I, I enjoyed them. Uh, I watched the Star Wars movies, the episodes one, two, and three as they came out. Um, I was never a huge like. I, I, I like the movies, but I didn't get into it like you're hearing Luke and Sam get into it. It's just a science fiction movie that I enjoyed. Uh, the most, I would say, the most hardcore thing that I did was that way back when Corn Pops or Pops, the cereal, they did a promotion. The frog. No, 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 no. That's that's the that's that's Puffs. Corn, like, gotta have my Pops. That one. That like the, the kid. Yeah. That's not the frog. Okay. It's two different cereals. That's Max. That's Max. Oh, Max is the yeah. frog, yeah. Yeah, this is pop. 
pops. I gotta have my pop. Like kids would like the commercials. Kids would go crazy. And they gotta have a mask. I gotta have my pop. They did not have a mask. No, it was just kids. Yeah, kids going crazy saying they had to have their pops. Why they shut down? Yeah, that's why. That's why corn pops don't exist. They're still around. They're still around. You just don't advertise for cereal because it's not the nineties. Yeah, but they had a promotion that if you ate enough boxes of corn pops or pops or whatever, you could submit the proof of purchases and get a VHS of behind-the-scenes making of Star Wars movies. Oh, nice. And so what seemed like an eternity, my sister and I consumed what felt like dozens of boxes of this cereal because for whatever reason, we wanted this VHS. And we got it, and I have it around somewhere. Uh, And I do not like Corn Pops to this day. Uh, I brute-forced through it, and I lost my taste for it. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm missing much. I'm pretty sure it was just it's sugar. Un, just just sugar. I think potentially flavored with corn syrup, which is yeah, which sugar, is even yeah. <laughs> sugar with a nut with more sugar on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what I did. But I enjoyed it. I, I'm familiar, like I'm familiar enough to have a an intelligent conversation about it to join in. So yeah, that's where we're coming from. That's our that's our Star Wars pedigree, ladies like, and gentlemen. We like Star Wars. We do like Star Wars. We're not coming as critics. We're not making fun of it. So, uh, starting our conversation... Well, that's not necessarily true. Should we... Can we, real quick, go through top two for everybody? Matt. Top two. Uh, I have not seen episodes one through six recent enough to have a favorite. Have you seen them all? Yes, I have seen them all. I will go with the default answer and say episode three followed by episode two. Because that feels right to me. I'm talking about episode... No, 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 no. Episode six, episode five. Okay. For me, it's episode five, episode four, our top two. Uh, I think that it's going to be, it's definitely going to be Empire for me. Um, and then probably A New Hope. Did I say episode two? Did I no. say episode five, episode four? You, you said Empire Strikes Back. You and said New Empire, Hope. New Hope. Okay. You Did you mean Return the of the Jedi, Empire Strikes Back? Nope. Empire Strikes Back, New Hope. For My, mine is Return of the Jedi, Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's where we're coming from. Minus Empire, New Hope. So, so now we're we're, we're then Last Jedi. Sam, I think. Oh, really? Last Jedi is number three. I think so. Yeah. Nice. I think so. So let, let's hop into it then, because like, that kind of answers a tough the, call. The time. Oh, but uh, least favorite. Oh least yeah, let's do that real quick. Least favorite. Without even thinking, Episode Two is my least favorite. Episode oh. Clones. Oh wow! No, man. Followed by episode one, and they're like, it's just like a dead heat of awful. Yeah, <laughs> I just yeah, I just they are very close. They're very close, but there are certain pieces of dialogue in episode two that give me nightmares. So, just how poorly they're written. There is actually it's not to the, go uh, super into it. Sand gets everywhere. Yeah, it's scratchy. Yeah, yeah. That's, um, a really bad, that's a bad scene. Uh, also, all of Yoda's lines are really hokey. But the problem with episode two is that there's a, if you see it, there's a writing credit of this guy with Luke, George Lucas, and you think, well, if you look him up, you're going to find some movies. You're not. He has one writing credit in film, and it's Attack of the Clones. Hmm. And he was a small time British playwright. I don't know if he was just in the studio and was helping George Lucas out. But I feel like that poisoned the well. There's somebody with very little experience. And the thing is, he had people who were proven to be... We can just good blame the, that guy. Right. I, you can blame that guy. Exactly. You can just blame... There's your scapegoat. If you see... You won't find it. The only th- other thing he wrote was a couple episodes of Young Indiana Jones. Same uh, thing. Uh, uh, also a shit show. Yeah. See, I'm saying, like, if you... And I don't remember his name, but, like, I saw that, looked him up, and thought, man, there's no... Like, how? Anyway. 
Uh, yeah, so anyway, episode $25 two. $25 to anyone that can bring us the skin of that writer. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and look it up. You guys go ahead and keep talking. Go ahead, least favorite. Uh, least favorite. It, same thing for me, episode... It's like almost like a tie between episode one and episode two. I think I would go with episode one as my least favorite, because episode two, I enjoyed the action. I like... Like, it's, I, it doesn't have to be great action for me to like it. Episode 1 had less of that. Uh, the child actor was, I think, the worst actor of all time. Jake Lloyd. Jake Lloyd. Uh, potentially, like, tying with Christian Christian Haydenson. Hay- Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen. I'm not good with actor names. Uh, or actresses' names. But they're, they're, like, they're such miserable actors. It's It hurts my spirit. Uh, and I know that part of that... I'm sure is is weak directing, but also it's just it's just distractingly bad. So one and two, close tie. I think it goes to one because I like I think the child actor takes the cake for me. We decided that we were going to do saga only, so I can't include road one. Uh, so I think I'm going to say I think I'm going to say Phantom Menace and then Attack of the Clones. I think that's what I'm going to say. Okay. So, so one and then two. Okay. I think we're there's a consensus there, and that's amongst most people. Uh, the name on that was Jonathan Hales. Jonathan Hales, if you're listening, how dare you? If you go to his Wikipedia page, it's this short uh, because he hasn't done anything. Uh, career. He worked on oh uh, so a British TV, television series uh, Manhunt in the nineteen seven in nineteen seventy. Um, and you'll see. Oh, he uh, he credited with the story for the Mummy and the Scorpion King. No <laughs> screenplay for Star Wars. Uh, that's it. He had the Mummy and the Scorpion King. Who no, does just it? the Scorpion King? Oh, just the Scorpion King. He said the screenplay for the prequel to the Mummy and the Scorpion. Right, right, right. right. Who, right, right, right. who doesn't remember? King. Who doesn't remember the classic movie, The Scorpion King? With CGI Dwayne Johnson as the Scorpion King. He's like a scorpion monster. It's, it's incredible. I'm going to read you a quote real quick. Let's hear it. This is writing, writing the middle film in the Star Wars prequel trilogy. Lucas and Hales began, uh, continued to refine their script as production began. The production draft was completed less than a week before commencement of principal photography. Ooh. Hales worked with Lucas as costumes were designed and sets were constructed. And then this is a quote from Rick McCallum, the producer. At that stage, Attack of the Clones felt like a virtual film because we got the script only three days before we started shooting. Wow. Doesn't yeah. it kind of feel like a movie where the actors only got the script three days before they started? Doesn't it kind of feel like that? So, like, you kind of have to give them a pass on, that's Lucas's fault there. That's not, you know. Well, that's not for episode one. That's for episode two. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So that was a fun little bit of trivia. Where also, like, Jake Lloyd is just a kid. And he is just like a kid. And, and people now like he has retreated from public life because of how mean people are to him. Well, that's not nice. So I hope you're proud of yourself. I, I didn't call for a twenty five dollar bounty for him. <laughs> right. I understand. Jonathan he was a, Hales is who we're after. Right. Yeah. Hales. Uh, I didn't understand he was just a kid. Like he still wasn't a good actor, but he was just a kid. It's not his fault. Mm-hmm. He's been tortured. Well, yeah. that's not nice. His, 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 his whole life is ruined because of you that. think people are mean to Will Wheaton. People are worse to Jake Lloyd. Oh, that's sad. So uh, we we've established some some foundational background for the crew here about the Star Wars experience. 
Uh, so we're gonna jump into the new Star Wars movie. We are. Last uh, Jedi. Spoilers, by the way, if you haven't watched it, we will be talking a lot about it. So if you're looking to watch it and you haven't, uh, hit pause and go watch it and then come back. And there are plenty of things to spoil in the movie. There are a lot of things to spoil. It's but, full of spoilers. enough time uh nice that's a good interlude for you to have watched the movie uh so overall opinions of the new movie guys what do you think it depends on which time i watched it i've watched watched it four times so i've seen it twice i've seen it once today yeah i saw it today if you were listening luke take us through the saga of you having seen it four times all right the first time i watched it was opening night i bought the 30 dollar yes uh fan event it came with some cool collectible cards. Got a free popcorn, not super free because you paid thirty dollars. Uh, and you and it was in a theater with like the big reclining seats. Oh, nice! Um, was it the one you get food and drinks at? No, it was oh. not one of those. But um, it did, and I you know I spent all the money in the world on concessions because it's Star Wars. It came with exclusive content before the movie. Instead of watching previews, you were watching some behind-the-scenes stuff that didn't give anything away. Oh, that's cool. All about how the music was constructed. John Williams working with mm-hmm. Ryan Johnson, and then something that was kind of weird and off-putting, but like, but like, it was just Ryan Johnson right before the Lucasfilm logo comes up, and Ryan Johnson's like, "Hey guys, uh, I'm just really excited and." <laughs> Um, right. You know, I just, it's insane to me that we're just, we're about to watch a Star No, Ryan Johnson, get the hell off of my screen. <laughs> Your time is over. But it's it like him, like, like meta talking about what we were about to do, which is watch a Star He's like, we're just about to watch a Star Wars movie. Isn't that just the best feeling in the world? And I was just thinking, what is happening right now? I know what I'm about to do because I just paid money for it. Why are you narrating my experience for me, Ryan Johnson? So that was kind of weird to start the movie with, right? Right. Because like I was already kind of like, Ugh. like I didn't want to, I didn't want that. That's not exclusive content to me. That's just kind of like, you know, well, it's just kind of a personal circle jerk for well, Ryan Johnson. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Um. So I didn't love that. But the first time I watched it, I came out going, "What did I just watch?" And that because my expectations were shattered. I had kind of expectations of what I, a spectrum of what I thought this movie might be, and it was so far outside of that. That I thought I did not like that. Did you watch the trailers? Yes. Okay. It's my bad. Your bad. It's definitely my bad. Uh, I can't not do it. And for the next one, all the intentions of the world not to watch them. I know I will. Every single one of them. I didn't. I uh, we went to watch Guardians uh, uh, Thor three mm-hmm. Ragnarok, and I walked out of the theater and plugged my ears for the Star Wars trailer. Nice. And I think it made a lot of difference in my experience. Okay. Yeah. Not not having expectations going to see any movie is a really good idea. It is. I so agree. what were your what were your expectations going into it? Luke? I wanted Luke to be the Jedi Master that trained Rey. I wanted that. And I expected it. I fully expected that in some capacity 
And it is, and that's kind of what it is, but... You wanted a heroic Luke. I wanted a heroic, wise, yeah. sage master who was going to train Rey. True. Mm. With the purpose of defeating Kylo Ren. As his redemption story was to train up another pupil that would be the solution to the problem that he had created. Did you know from the trailers that he created Kylo Ren? No. Oh, okay. I didn't know. No. No, that is not... That is not... Spoken of in the trailers. What was spoiled from the trailers? Uh, the scene in which um, Kylo Ren is deciding whether or not to kill Leia is in the trailers. What? Oh wow! It's in the trailers, and you think, yep. and you think to yourself, "There's no way that that scene is together." They are trying to trick you, sure, by making you think that that's a conflict that's going to happen, right? And then it's never going to actually happen, and then it happens early on in the movie, and you think. Why would you give that away? Yeah. What's the point of that? Right. And it's just to make you f- know that this is going to be kind of a dark movie. Yeah. It wasn't even that dark, I didn't think. Nah. I don't think it's that dark of a movie. I don't think it's as conflicted as Ryan Johnson thought he was making. Oh, man. I thought it was pretty dark. Well, certainly, I think dark in terms of Star Wars movies, for sure. Yeah, but it's just like, I didn't feel hopeless at any point, right? I mean, you know. I did. Really? Uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yep. I felt, uh, I felt hopeless when... Uh, Benicio del Toro sold them out. Right. I felt oh, very bad. Yeah. When they started shooting, yeah. When they started shooting those, the, the escape when they pods. started like taking off the escape pods, I was like, okay, this is it. Like that act, like the end of Act Two, I rough. felt yeah. very hopeless. Yeah. Um, um, and yeah. it's because for the first time in a Star Wars movie, the heroic plan didn't work, and they didn't redeem the scoundrel. Like that was that, that was the really hopeless mm-hmm. place for me. We'll come back. We'll talk about that. Yeah, but. yeah. Anyway, skipping ahead, the third time I watched it was the first time I watched it without when I felt like I was just watching the movie without even knowing, really remembering what my expectations were. Right. And then I thought, man, that was really fun. Like that was I really enjoyed it. And then we watched it today, and I thought it affirmed with me. I like this movie. I like it. I think this is a well done movie. I think that. It was. It's an outlier in Star Wars movies in so many ways, and I think that's why my expectations weren't met at all. But I think I think it's probably what the franchise needed. Yeah. And I think it was really well done in like retrospect. And some of my criticisms I had before, which had a lot to do with fuel, right? And like I don't want to get into a criticism. Like we're basing a whole movie off of oh they're running out of fuel. I was like, well they're just leaving their home base. And it just didn't make sense to me. It's like. Well, the, the Empire, or not the Empire, the First Order, they're, they're going from light speed catching you. You're leaving your base for the first time. They've caught you. They've come out of light speed. But they're, they're rushing, though. Right. That's the thing. Is they're out of range, and they're going full. That's, that's the thing that fixed it for me in my mind is, well, the, the First Order is kind of floating along, kind of keeping track of them, and they are having to push it to keep out of range of small No, what I'm saying, fires. when they left the planet, they were rushing to leave the planet. Like... Like, they, they had to leave stuff behind. Like, they had sure. their conversation. I just don't feel like they are not... I don't feel like they are half empty when they're leaving the planet. It's hard for me to... Like, maybe it is. And I, I'm talking about the first time. There are things I've, I've like... Or maybe light together. Speed, light speed jumps take a lot of juice. Yeah, but see, the, the First Order did the same thing. They're not running out of but juice. But they have bigger ships. Agreed. Agreed. And, and I feel like the rebels have to stay out of range of them, and they're burning more fuel because of that. So I think, like, there's some, some things I thought, okay... Because they said, well, full speed. Like, the fastest you can go without going light speed is what they're going for an entire day. That's burning fuel. 
I kind of accepted, like, okay, I can accept that that is within yeah. the realm of possibility. The first time I watched it, I thought, why is that? The, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I was, like, frustrated by it. Like, yeah. But then watching it, I was like, okay, well, yeah, yeah, they, they're they are going, I understood the premise of why they had to go so much faster. Anyway. You uh, you can't be a Star Wars fan without a little bit of cognitive dissonance. Especially, especially as far as physics things go, that's one thing. I, that's one thing that I personally like about Star Wars is they never t- they never try too hard to explain the, sure. <laughs> the science, right? And yeah. there's, there's no um, and there's no expl- for, because frankly, yeah. we, we were just talking about the cannon the cannon fire that shouldn't be bending. There's no gravity in space. Mm. Mm. So those, so those, those very oh, no, cool, volleys. those very cool cinematic volleys where they were firing across and it was like like going in an arc. It doesn't have to happen. Should just be a straight line. We're in space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, Matt, did you did you like it? So I, I've only watched it once. Came in with no expectations. I really liked it. Um, yeah, I, I thought several times when I'm like, oh, is this the end of the movie? And then this is going to be the conclusion. It wasn't the conclusion, and it wasn't the end. And there was more action. Like it wasn't. There was only one small part where I was bored, and the rest of it was. Like exciting, but it, it, so this does not suffer from the Return of the King phenomenon, where where there are like seventeen endings and then it just gets boring and. Old. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't think so. Like I, the uh, Lord of the Rings. Mm, I don't right. know if you remember that one. Return of the King has like seventeen endings. Oh yeah, you feel like and it just like, goes it's on, ending and on for forty five minutes on and on. Yeah, oof, they're trying to close all the loops. It's not at all not at all satisfying. Oh, uh, I don't. Yeah. I, I haven't. I, I've seen it, but it's been a long time. Uh, but I think I go with Luke. My well, other major fandom. As the online geeks call him, is Lord of the Rings. Nice. Well, that makes sense. Well, we'll talk about that someday. I have Lord of the Rings statue too. No way. No, I don't. <laughs> I just want to take my shirt off for Luke. I love it. I, I uh, looked at the whole thing. But I, I think I fall in the same camp as Luke. Like, or either you or Luke said this. I already forgot. Uh, but that, like, they had this big heroic plan and it didn't work. Sam said that. That is what I said. And yeah. so, and so when it didn't work. Like they got arrested on uh, Spokes, whatever his name is, Snoke. Snoke's Snoke's ship. I was like, "Oh shit! None of this worked. Yeah, none of it worked. Now what? Now what? Yeah. What, right. I, what do we do now? So I'm like, well, maybe her plan will actually work. Like the escaping in the shuttles, and then they started shooting down shuttles. I was like, oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, it has to be like it, it almost has to be like there's almost a trope about the middle part of a trilogy that it has to end badly, right? Um, but this, in my mind at least, did end quite badly. There's less than 400 members of the resistance left, the rebellion left, um, and they don't have a lot of equipment. And and at this point, like no one's answering. So I mean, I think things things should feel kind of dark. If they don't, I guess it's just because you're. But there's a little ray of a little ray of light, a little ray of hope. Ray R E Y. Did you catch that? And so. Huh? Yeah. yeah, and then the next movie will be a new hope because it's a new hope for the rebellion, and then we've come full circle. Yeah, um, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I have had this discussion on this podcast before, but I do not. I, I'm too old. I don't have the patience to be that upset about movies anymore. Hmm. Uh, and that is not to judge anybody that does. But it's like the it's like the canon discussion we had. I'm yeah. pretty good at just saying like, okay, well, there's a few things that bother me, but I'm sure like the when that really happened in Star Wars, that it really went the way I wanted it to go. Like I don't have any problems at all just being like, kind of writing those things off. Yeah, I don't have any major complaints about it. I know we'll get into that. The things that I was disappointed about are, for example, it felt like they were setting Maz up to send them to Lando Calrissian. 
Mm. Like, I really, really wanted that to be Lando in the casino. Gotcha. And it wasn't. Mm. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff that I wanted. I, it felt like they were setting Ray up to have a double-bladed lightsaber because she carries a staff. I mean, she will. Oh. Has carried a staff the entire mm-hmm. time. I felt and like does they the were underhanded and, stuff. And yeah. does the underhanded and, like, basically made up her own sword form. Which is cool. Um, which is really cool. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. fun to see. Um, so, she fights like a... Who does she fight like? Darth Maul. No. Is it Kit Fisto? No, doesn't matter. Um... So like that's the kind of stuff that I really wanted. The the fish guy, that's the kind of mm. stuff that I really wanted. Um, that didn't happen, and, it, and it, it's stuff that feels like fan service, really. You know? Yeah. But it's they did some fan service. They did less fan service than they did in, in Force Awakens, Agreed. and I think it was. Oh yeah, I think it, it was well balanced, Force, yeah. Force Awakens. Like the whole movie was fan service. Yeah, and it was to their benefit. I think there were a few little things where it was like, ha ha, yeah, that's good, but it, just not like every single person didn't say, Yahoo, got a bad feeling about this. Like it was a little bit more. <laughs> it was a little more subtle. Um, yeah. and I think that mm-hmm. was to the benefit of this movie. Um. But yeah, the, the disappointments I had were mostly those things. Where it was like, just kind of stuff like, oh, it would have been really cool if this happened. But overall, happy with the movie. I think it's in the top half of my of, of the Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Revenge of the Sith a lot. I don't like uh, Return of the Jedi as much. Um, so Re- Return of the Jedi kind of feels a little bit like a kid's movie. Um, okay. Because of the Ewoks. Mm, yeah. Okay. The, originally, that was supposed to be Wookies. Oh. And I think it would have been way better if it had been. Oh yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, it came out before I was born, but I still like. As soon as I found that out, I was like, oh well. This would have been way sense. sweeter if it was on Kashyyyk and not on the uh, Endor. So. Yeah. So, um, and, and we already touched a little bit about this, uh, but we are going to talk about uh, some things that we really liked. Uh, so the the. We we talked a little bit about, but the thing the, the thing that stands out for me as a thing that I really liked, I've been waiting for this to happen in any movie where there's light speed travel, whatever hyperspace jump drive, whatever, which is when you're in a dire situation. Like, why in the hell are these people not turning their damn ships around and shooting those things into light speed? Like, All the reasons. One, it's terrorism. <laughs> One hundred percent. She nine eleven them. She did. And if that's what you want, then I, then and you don't like America. To, to give you to give you some context in the movie, two. It's really hard to make that jump. It's hard to calculate that jump appropriately, because if you go too far, you're going to phase through them, and if you don't go far enough, you're not going to hit them. Oh, that's why. So she was just good enough. Yeah, because, so in, because in, in Star Wars, that when they calculate, they quote unquote calculate the jump to light speed. It's like it's subspace travel. Yeah, the only thing that they have to worry about is gravity wells. Mm. So you can't go through stars, you can't go through planets, but like. It's special in the books, which don't exist anymore, but... Like, the canon of the books doesn't exist anymore, but... It's because, like, I think if she had gone... If she had just gone to light speed through them, she would have just flown through them. You have to stop, continue the inertia, like... It's, it's tougher than it... It's oh. tougher than it sounds. You don't, you're not just pushing down on the accelerator really fast. You have right. to, like, go and then come back... You have to like be coming out. Like, yeah, because if you watch them come out of hyperspace, they come they come out of hyperspace at a stop. Right. 
Yeah. So okay. Well, and so what happened in the movie to give you some context is that it's a very dire situation. Like the little shuttles that are trying to get to a planet are getting shot down one by one. Uh, a brave heroine, Admiral Hodor. Holder, Holder, not Holdo, Holdo, not Holdo, not Holdo. She has stayed behind to pilot the ship to stay as a distraction. Blue hair, and she sees Mm -hmm. that the shuttles are getting shot down, and so she decides to like, well, no, what can I do? She uh, hyperspaces into the main ship, yeah, and it is the one of the coolest. it, It looks so good. It's a big impact. It's so good. I didn't mean that as and a pun. No I didn't mean that as a pun, but it worked. There's no sound. Did you notice that there's no sound? Oh, I didn't. So people complained. People thought the movie had cut out. No. AMC theaters posted yep. a warning outside the theaters. Like, there's a scene in this movie. With no where, sound. With Where the sound cuts out for 12 seconds. Please be advised that this is the filmmaker's direction for this scene. And that everything is fine. It was so good without sound. There was Why a guy, would people be mad at that? There was a guy in our theater that got so excited about it that he was like, like screaming, like shouting. It's, it, was, it is the most beautiful scene in Star Wars, any Star Wars ever. It was me. <laughs> sorry, sorry, people. I watched it with. Yeah, but it was really. Are you I was like, what? No, I'm not good to watch movies. Dude, it's so it was. It's I mean, a really cool looking. It's probably scene. the coolest scene in yeah. Star Wars, any oh, yeah. Star Wars ever. It's I mean, the silence. Yeah, and oh, the I first really... time you see it, it you can hear it like and like I've seen it four times. The first time I went like, huh? like what just happened? And you, could, I could hear. We had one of our buddies was the only one in the theater that said anything, and he just went whoa, like and just like because he was just like what. The but uh, I enjoyed one of my favorite things to do. The other three times I saw it was waiting for that scene to happen and w- like kind of watching the crowd. And oh everybody yeah! Go, <gasps> like whoa! It's the cool. It is. It's a great scene. It's insane. Yeah, uh, and it was like real. I don't know. It's it's like there's actually like probably three scenes in this movie that are like a top ten. Top ten scenes in Star Wars, I think. What are they? Because I'm thinking about mine. There's three scenes that I like lost control of my body. I was so excited in this movie. It was that one? It was the one because we've been waiting for two years to find out what happens when Ray hands Luke the lightsaber. <laughs> and so I was like, That's a great scene. Like I remember, I had like because like I was sitting next to my friend and my wife, and I had my arms out, and I was like leaning back in the chair, like waiting to see what would happen. And they and then he threw it, and I like just. Like he, he like hap- melted. I felt he apart. haphazardly throws it behind him. I still I hated that. I, I still it. hate it. I, love I, it. I think it's really, really. Funny. I think it's I out it. of character for Luke. I don't even, think even, so. even at this point, it's out of character for Luke. No, he's just so frustrated that no. somebody found it. Luke, Luke. Okay, that's a good perspective. But Luke struggles with everything. He struggles with everything. He's whiny. Yeah. Like for him to go, eh, whatever. No, but like he's not doing that. Like he's frustrated. He tells her to go home. Like he doesn't. Like he's he has made this decision decades ago. But it's just the motion of like, meh. I feel. I feel like it wasn't like, considered. For Luke, right? It, like for Luke, yeah. when he throws away his lightsaber, when he's facing Palpatine and Vader, and says, "I'll never turn to the dark side," he takes it and gracefully tosses it to the side. Like it's like this. He's conquered his fears and everything. He's ready to die, mm-hmm. and he yeah. he he does that. And I feel like that would be more in tune. Like. It would be more... Fr- I, even in frustration, I feel like Luke does that. And that is really nitpicky, and I know that. No, no, no. That's but fine. You're allowed to be nitpicky. I, it's very nitpicky. I think I know why. I think it's because Mark Hamill has matured. 
and sure. changed. Yeah, mm, if you if you like and read, I love Mark Hamill. if you read I love like, Mark oh yeah, I love him. He's great on Twitter. Mm-hmm. If but if you like read the old stuff, like he was so obsessed with being like pretty, mm-hmm. with like being famous and being young and being pretty that he was very like obtuse and very like self obsessed. Mm-hmm. To the point where he didn't even. There's a story that he didn't even notice that Han and Leia, that not Han and Leia, excuse me, Carrie Fisher and and Harrison Ford were like having an affair. Like he would go over and they would be eating breakfast and he would just hang out because he was like a clueless dumb kid. Nice. Now Mark Hamill's a little more wry. He's a little more sarcastic. He's a little more flippant. Mm-hmm. Like he records uh, Donald Trump tweets in the voice of the Joker. Right, That's so good. That's a thing that he does, yeah. right? And so I think part of that, I don't know. But again, I'm reading a lot. Okay, of and, tr- and true, and like all of his scenes, I think, like the thing is, this movie might be genius. Like when I get like, yeah, when the more I watch, I think Ryan Johnson might be a genius because there's so many little subtle things he does throughout. Yeah, one thing that bothers me that happens on that planet. You should should we tell- bust- sorry. You well, he says say something. You he like. says everything oh. you said was wrong. But not that it's it's that he says he asked them where's Han, and yeah. we never right. get a response right after that. There's a, we don't even see a snippet of that conversation. Yeah, it's it's just that man, now he's done with Han forever now. But but here's 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 a big complaint I have with the fandom around like how people are reacting to this movie. You have to remember there is no Star Wars outside of the movies, mm-hmm. the books that have mm-hmm. the, the authorized books. And the two or three cartoon shows. There is no Star Wars. now, right? And the comics. The EU doesn't exist. Right. The old extended universe does not exist. Core canon is the only thing that exists. We don't know what happened between Han and Luke between episode six and now. We don't know what happened with any of them. And we, we have ideas and we have this, we have a zeitgeist surrounding Star Wars that everybody are friends and that all, they all had kids mm-hmm. and all their kids played together. But none of that happened now. That's gone. Sure, yeah. So that's a great point. So, yeah. like, I mean, he said at one point he said Han was well Han. That's true, and that's the only indication that and we that's have. That's the only indication sure. that we have of their relationship. That's a very good point. And Luke and Leia don't obviously don't have much of a connection anymore. Mm-hmm. Like we saw, there's a scene. There's a scene in Last Jedi where Luke uh, meditates and connects with Leia, and it's not like it doesn't seem like they do that all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like he's checking in on. And that's because he had just come back into the Force. Right. right. There's a scene right. where he goes up and touches it, and that's why Yoda comes right after that. Right. That's why because mm-hmm. I I asked a question, so Yoda just pops up out of nowhere. No, it's very significant in that Luke has decided that he does need to open himself back up to the force. But the struggle, and what's so brilliant from Ryan Johnson is how subtle all those things are. Because, like, Star Wars, there's all these (gasps) aha moments. Well, he's like, you know what, I'm going to trust the audience that they're going to go on this ride with me. Mistake. Yeah, right? It is, because I I was like, screw this guy. You know, like, um, I want to say... Luke and Leia... I just have a list of things I loved. Luke and Leia's... Okay. Luke and Leia's goodbye... Had me in tears pretty much every time I saw it. Yeah, what, just the the, the reaction because like the original trilogy, what makes it magic is the dynamic between the three characters. That's the magic in Star Wars. Right. It's it's not about space travel. It's not about good versus evil. It's about three people who get thrown together, and their dynamic between them and their dialogue is what makes the magic happen. You care about those three characters. You care about Luke. You care about Leia. You care about Han, and everything else is kind of around that. But that's and that's what makes it so to see a return to form where Luke comes in and says and she says I know what you're gonna say I changed my hair like that's the banter mm-hmm. right yeah. 
Like that's when when Lena says in A New Hope, "Would it help if I get or maybe Empire? Would it help if I got out and pushed?" Yeah. Like when she's making fun of Han for yeah, you're kind of short for a stormtrooper, or you're kind of short for a stormtrooper. It's that kind of stuff. Like yeah. it's just kind of gritty, kind of salty. They're always all kind of making fun of each other. Everyone is the butt of everyone else's jokes. I mean, Luke's always the whiny little kid, and they're making fun of him for being a kid, and they're making fun of each other, you know, and that dynamic is what makes it so strong. So to see their goodbye be so powerful, like, um, also, it, I'm sure, and we'll get into this, Luke willing himself to force project himself to another planet yep. to the point where it kills him is pretty insane. Yep. Um, but I believe... We haven't that- seen a lot of new force powers lately. Yeah, exactly. But I believe when Luke puts his hand in Leia's hand and puts the dice in her hand, and she has that like <gasps> look, she's realizing that he's not there. She, knows. she realizes yep. that he is not in front of me. So, I love that. so when when you see her face go, what the heck? Like, it's not that the dice are in her hand; it's that they aren't in her hand. Like, it's that she knows that's not a physical thing, and that he's not there, and that's why she has a surprised look on her face. Like, but it's so subtle. Yeah. Like, and it's so well done. That she realizes that Luke is just... He's not even here. Like, mm. um, which is really powerful. I think it's powerful that Ray's not there either. Right? Luke and Ray are, are done. Their stories are apart. So Ray's not there looking at Force Projection Luke. That's brilliant, I think. Um, I'm going to... I'm going to get away and let you guys talk about something you liked. Because I have, like, five things. I, could I really like the... Uh, when he milks the walruses. That's <laughs> so weird. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so that what I liked, weird. so what I liked was the was the little references to the old movies uh, when Luke faces Kylo at the end. Uh, that felt so much like Obi Wan and Vader. Oh, yeah, in the first uh, film, like mm-hmm. it just felt so. It just felt like such a good reference mm-hmm. and such a good like mirror of that scene. Um, what else did I really like? Oh, well, Snoke's death. That's the third scene. That's the third one that made me scream. That whole scene was good. Those are the three scenes that made me scream. When Luke threw away the lightsaber, when Snoke died, and when Snoke is like, he's turning his lightsaber toward his enemy, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, boy! Uh, Yeah, and then then the... uh, Mm -hmm. And then the attack. Because Kylo is clouding his intentions. Right. Like, Snoke thinks he's reading him perfectly, because he's kind of seeing his raw emotion, and saying, like, so he's, like, reading the situation in front of him. And I think that's the brilliance in that, like... And like I was I, and using that to cloak right to cloak his own yeah. actions because I my first criticism of, of that scene was so Snoke who is like easily the most powerful person in the Force we've ever seen just doesn't see that it's, it's that Kylo has been playing Snoke the whole time yeah. Snoke thinks he's playing Kylo the whole time Kylo is playing Snoke the whole time well, so that's, like, but that's the story that's the story of the Sith over right and over. exactly the story of the Sith is that perfect. they is that their their reach exceeds their grasp mm-hmm. right that the Sith they, they, they're overconfident and that's what happens to Kylo in the end mm-hmm. and it's just over and over and right. over and that's the cycle and then pupils rising up against their masters is yeah. just like that's a Sith thing right. and you think they learn after all this time <laughs> Um, what happened to every single Sith master? All murdered by their peoples? Not me. Well, so that, but that whole scene, and then and then Ray and Kylo fighting back to back, is uh, is really cool. That yeah. might be. And when I was talking about my the three iconic moments in the movies, that one is my favorite lightsaber battle of any lightsaber battle of any Star Wars movie. Is that right there? 
more, and I know it's not a lightsaber battle, like, mm-hmm. between two Jedis. Right. That is the coolest. They do more fun stuff, creative stuff with lightsabers. Yeah. And where he, when he, when she throws him the lightsaber. And he goes, in the face. He goes in the face, like. There's, there's a scene where, like, they're fighting and, and Rey is, no, uh, Kylo is, is. They've is, seen it. You told him to watch it. Right. Oh, they've yeah, already yeah. seen it. So if you remember the scene where he holds the lightsaber up, turns it on, and it just goes through the guy's head. I thought it was the coolest thing I've ever seen. I wanted to stand up and cheer at the end of that scene, but I didn't want to look like an idiot. Well, because it's like they, they do a really good job of, like, oh, these aren't plasma swords. They're lightsabers. Mm-hmm. How can they be used differently than besides swords? Right. Uh, and they do, a, like, like like when, when Rey turns it off, Drops her sword, turns it back on, and slashes. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, you can do that because it has a fucking off, like it has an off button. Right. Um, so it's, but yeah, it was great. That's cool. I and then also little subtle things where she flicks. Uh, I think it's like the head or a part of one of them. She like it, it flicks against the wall, and that's what sets the whole room on fire. Yes. Those right. the red in the background are like draperies, like yeah. some kind of sophisticated drapery system, and it sets on fire. And then like. Very subtly, it's not like showing a wide view of the fire. It's just like, you trust now that stuff, this room is now on fire. Stuff starts falling from the ceiling. And then and you don't even realize it until the end everything's burned down. And you're like, oh, wow, like, something really happened here. And then that scene, um, something I want to go, like, going back to Ray and Kylo, just them being force-connected, all of those exchanges were really powerful and really well done. Yeah, I thought so. And thought, and the first time I saw it, I, like, afterwards, I didn't, like, have a problem with it. I just thought, that was weird. Like... And once again, force powers that we're not used to, but have happened. Like, we right. know Luke and Leia. Um, Leia knew Luke's exact location at the end of Empire. Mm-hmm. Said we have to go back, because he keeps saying Leia. Yeah. Calling out to her, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is wild, because he doesn't even really know that she is his sister yet. Because that's not until right. the Dagobah in Return of the Jedi. But... But he knows he has a connection with her. So they, but Ryan Johnson, Ryan Johnson said we're going to take that a step further, and we're we're going to connect two people's minds where they're talking to each other like this, which is really interesting and cool. There's a lot of very subtle, and I'm going to have to watch it again and, and write this stuff down because I because I kept thinking like, oh, that's cool. They 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 really foreshadow uh, Luke's astral projection quite a bit. There's a bunch of different scenes. There's a bunch of different things that happen, and that's one of them where. You know they are making contact with each other. Uh, Kylo has water on his hands at one point. Like that's mm-hmm. really cool. And then the fight. And my, the guy I watched this with caught this the first time when Kylo and Luke are fighting. Kylo moves his foot and it wipes the the, the white salt s- off. Right. And when Luke's foot moves, it doesn't. Yeah. It's, yep. it's the second time you see his foot, but it's after they've done the first pass. Yep. And it's the Matrix stuff. He turns around, and Luke wipes his foot, and nothing comes nothing up. happens. The other thing I noticed, white. Luke's lightsaber. I was going to say, like, wasn't it destroyed in the tug of exactly. war? Exactly. I was so he has confused blue, by He that. has his blue lightsaber yep. in the battle. It is, yeah, like, it is his old lightsaber, right? Because his, his lightsaber... I didn't notice that. His current lightsaber is green. I was very... But confused. he has... But there are, but but it's even for me. It goes to, and this is the thing that. Well, like, it's also Luke from the Jedi Academy. He has short right. hair and he's wearing different robes. Exactly, and it's it's, oh, it's oh, darker. He's wearing different no. robes, darker, yeah. shorter facial hair. It's younger Luke. It's younger. It's him younger as. So he knew Luke knows that a projection of what he looked like then then would be more powerful and right. more distracting to Kylo Ren. But even then, I feel like Luke 
has matured in a way that he still considers Kylo a pupil that he has not done teaching Kylo. So this is like so things like when he says, "If you strike me down in hate, I will return to you." He's saying like, "I'm not done teaching you." I feel like that's what he's saying, and I feel like him holding a blue lightsaber. It could be any color he wanted. It'd be freaking pink. It could be purple. Him holding a blue lightsaber. Only Mace Windu can have. A I'm going to say Samuel yeah. Jackson has a has a purple lightsaber. But only like he's holding that. He Luke knows that that Kylo knows that he doesn't have that lightsaber. Yeah. He's teaching him even then, like, yeah. to pay attention to the details, to, right. like, I feel like he is still teaching, trying to teach Kylo, even now. So, like, I think that's, I don't know. I was just impressed that Luke had enough force fight that he could reenact a lightsaber clash with Kylo Ren. He it never touches. Oh, it never touches? No! No! Oh! Never moves his lightsaber out of the way and does that Matrix thing. Yeah. He never lets their lightsabers touch so that he... Oh, I didn't even realize. My mind created the memory of it slashing. Nope. Oh, it's so good. Nope. Uh, Other things I have on here, two things. Don't have to go into super big detail. The Dreadnought, the new ship. Oh, yeah. Pretty cool. So cool. When it I love, any, yeah, yeah, every awesome. Star Wars movie, I love like the new... Like, the new Whatever the new, new planet killer. New tech, new aliens, mm-hmm. new weirdos. It's fun. It's part of Star Wars. Yeah. Um, the other thing I have on here is the Yoda scene... Yoda still being Luke's master. Uh, I like that he was animatronic Yoda and not CGI Yoda. Only puppet. Puppet. It's yeah, a puppet. It's a puppet. At the beginning, CG though. Did you catch that? Yeah. He is CG, and then when they get close, he goes to puppet. Yeah. I love that they had him a puppet. That made me so happy. Also, the lines that Luke or Yoda says are so good. The dialogue there is pa- like super powerful. I thought Yoda's dialogue's good. Yeah, so that was good, and it didn't feel cheap. It didn't feel like a cheap callback. Yeah. Uh, also, Yoda still being a, mach- a mischievous little bastard. Yeah. Because here's the thing: the Jedi books are not inside the tree. Yeah. So he's just teaching. He's just. It's just a lesson. Yep. And he has no intention of telling him that they're not in there. Right. He doesn't care. Like uh, I don't know that even when Luke becomes a Force ghost, he probably won't even tip him off then. Like it's just he's still trying to teach him. Like, how to be here and now and not to be there. And I like the, the line, page turners, they were not. That right. was really good. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that uh, funny. Yoda, as a force ghost, can affect things in the real world. Mm-hmm. Mm. He sets a lightning bolt. He hits Luke on the face with his club, with his walking stick. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's precedented. I don't think so. In the films. So that's mm-hmm. kind of a cool thing going forward. Also, I'm looking forward to seeing Luke's Force Ghost. I hope Mark, Mark Hamill comes back. I hope he does it. I hope he does it, and I hope that it's uh, classy like like uh, Alec Guinness's was, where it was just like just every once in a while. No, oh yeah, I don't, I don't need a lot of screen yeah, yeah. time there. Yeah. I've seen a scene. I would love to see some sort of Hayden Christensen Luke Skywalker team up to. I would like to see that where they try to uh, confront Kylo Ren like as Force Ghosts. Or like uh, a lot of, but, but small and standing on his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> right, small um, and standing on Yoda's shoulder. Darth the three of them. Right. Darth Maul shows up. <laughs> Who could be still alive? We don't know. Yeah, um, he's a robot. So, so let's uh, let's, let's let's hop into things we did not like. No, we're going to talk more about things we like. I'm done with. I, oh, okay. I'm done we're done talking list. about things we like. I'm done with my list of things I like. I mean, like, and I liked a lot more than that in the movie. I think. The joking was a bit much for me the first couple times, but I kind of... Yeah, I thought the humor was fine. Starting the movie out with a joke like that is pretty rough. 
Okay, so it's like happy beeps only. And he says like that to BB. Yeah. It's like okay, it's light. It's a really tense situation, but you know he's keeping like. But then the whole hang up thing where he's like holding for or holding for hugs. I'm holding for hugs. And then he says like he repeats his lines. He's like. Like okay, and then he says, "Tell him I have an important mus- message about his mother." Like, <laughs> yeah, but that's the Poe character. That, yeah. yeah, and I think so. It's okay, Poe Dameron. That's the Poe character. That's yeah. how he behaves. I mean, that's how he acted towards Kylo at the beginning of okay. Force Awakens. Yeah, right. He's, things we didn't like. Things we didn't like. My only, the only real thing is the stuff we waited for. The only payoff we got was Ray handing hmm. the lightsaber. So we wanted to know who Ray's parents were. We wanted to know who Snoke was. We wanted to know what happens to Finn. Um, and all of that stuff basically kind of got shuffled off. And I think it's more due to the process of writing and making a movie than it is to any deficit in the actual Star Wars. But, like, Finn just wakes up when we need him. And on light speed. Uh, Snoke is a bad guy. Now... That doesn't upset me, that doesn't anger me, that doesn't throw me into a nerd rage, because we really wanted to know how Palpatine became Palpatine, and then we got... Careful what you wish for. Then we got three movies, then we got three movies about uh, space economics. <laughs> dumb. Yeah, the... But Snoke was... Like, I really wanted Snoke to be 15 feet tall. Like, the thing oh, yeah. that I really wanted was that Snoke was actually the size of his hologram from Force Awakens. So there were some things like that where it's like, they really, we really got our hopes up. There's some precedence for that, though. Or they really set us up. Oh, yeah. No, there is. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, I wanted it to be like, I wanted that to be the side gag was that Snoke was actually huge. Okay. Uh, yeah. But that doesn't matter. I mean, that, that's just my, that's just what I wanted. Right. But like, but like that, that is, that is my big complaint is that there were some of those things that we really, we waited a long time to see and then the payoff wasn't there. Do you think maybe they'd be, they might be addressed in the... They, they may very well be. But, but the only thing with that is right now, it doesn't matter. No, I don't care about Snoke's backstory now. No. He's not a player in this anymore. Right. Who cares? True. Right, it's like you don't have. I mean, like you don't have a backstory for Count Dooku, and after he dies, who no. cares? Well, and also I General know that Grievous, I can read. Who cares, but right? I also know I can read the books. Right. Yeah. And then and there, there will be more there. Is, and there is Snoke in the books? I don't know. I think so. Uh-huh. I haven't read them. So much of it, okay. though, for me is like if there's so many people saying what what is Snoke, then they'll make a book for it. Sure. And we'll get to. But I'm not saying not, yeah. I'm not saying that I need to know who Snoke is to enjoy the movie. Well, it just been like something I'm that you would have been specifically nice to. saying that there were that the thing that kept pulling me out of the movie was this was a cliffhanger, and I don't feel like it was adequately addressed. Yeah, okay. that was that was the really the only thing about those movies that I didn't that I didn't like. That's fair. Um, I think they painted Holdo. I think that she was. I I love that. I love that they played off of like my hatred for the bureaucracy. Oh yeah, and made her the bad guy through the whole thing, and then she ended up. But like the first time I watched it, I was furious. I was like, "Are you freaking kidding me?" Like this pencil pusher. And then of course <laughs> in the end, like dude, I really was mad because I'm like, I'm like, you know, like that's that's something that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Right. I watched it the second time, and I was like, okay, like they really didn't paint her as bad as I thought they did. I, that was just a lot of my like bias against that type of character. I like, I keep saying things I like. I'm supposed to be saying things I don't like. Yeah. Stop being so positive, Sam. Okay. Can I say something, a criticism, I think a missed opportunity. Sure. And this doesn't even matter, okay? And we can even, 
What's funny is that nobody wants to broach the subject of Leia force flying back into a ship after being in the vacuum of space. That's okay. We don't really even need to. No. <laughs> People can do that by themselves because I'm literally... I will I will not allow anything... Do you say anything bad about Carrie Fisher at all? Okay, I won't. But I will say something bad about the filmmaker. So anyway... I'll come across um, the tape. Um, nice. He said sitting next to him. Okay, so... And the same... Oh, those same, same lines. Uh, or, uh, sorry, a missed opportunity... Uh, a beloved character, Admiral Akbar. Right. Oh, oh love yeah, him. right. Love him. We don't even get to, we don't get a proper goodbye for Akbar. No. I think it's a missed opportunity yeah. to not have Akbar away from the deck, and then him assume the chain of command. Right. And then him be the one that. That's a great ending for yeah, an iconic cool. character. Yeah, is cool. Akbar? Yeah. Being the one who goes to light speed through Snoke's ship. And then the last thing he says is like, like they're like they're like Akbar, what are you doing? He's like. It's a trap. And now he's like, what would be great is if he points towards that's it and he goes, and then they go, it's a trap. And then nice. they say yeah. it's a trap. And oh. Like, see, that's that kind of... And then he says, ah, I get it. And then... Uh, and then yeah. like, all the wham, lights beat to Yeah, exactly. But that's that, so, cor- but that's that kind of corny and you're right, you're right. stuff you're that, right. that, like... May or may like, not make a good movie. But, like, but this is what... But this... We haven't started talking about this yet, but, like, this is what those people who don't like it, that's what some of these people wanted, mm. was, like... That kind of fan service stuff, and you have to be really careful with that stuff because it's cool to talk about, but like in a filmmaking perspective, maybe not. Like sometimes characters just die. I'm not criticizing what Luke just said. Right, right. I'm criticizing the joke that we made after. Right, 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 right. Which I mean, like obviously, you wouldn't. I wouldn't want them to say anything like it's a trap. But I felt like more Akbar would have been nice. Right, but Akbar there being the one doing that makes more sense to me than introducing a new character, hoping we latch onto that person within 45 minutes. And then, as like, and accepting her as the hero we need to yeah. go through there is like, uh, I just I don't really care about like, yeah. cool. I don't really care that she died. I just found out about her. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But if it's Akbar, it's like, a oh, sense dude. of loss. Yeah, but it's like Akbar, who we've seen for four movies now. It's like, oh man, well, I mean, the only sort right Empire. Nope. Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Force Awakens, and then now. Yeah. Um, but I I felt like that was a missed opportunity. But also, I think um, Holda is a very solid character. Because once you see it afterwards, it's like, wow, really, just in the military. And this is something I was talking to a friend who was in the military. He said, let me tell you something. That's exactly how that conversation, right. that's exactly how that conversation would have gone in the military. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That second is, time watching You don't need to know. She's great. Yeah. yeah. Is that yeah. she is, that's leadership, right? So but that's, but that's, to me, one of the themes I've been thinking about. I've been trying to fit this in the whole time, and I'm going to have to do it right now. That to me is one of the themes of this movie that I think is maybe is, is maybe hard to swallow, is that like your like everybody's expectations are not met. The characters themselves, their expectations yeah. are not met, and so one of those is that Poe is going to be the flyboy hero, and he gets shut down, mm-hmm. and, and 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 he actually learns a lesson. It's and like oh, I want him to be the hero, right, 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 but like. But then he like later like later in the movie he's like oh we need to turn away like, right we're getting picked off but that's just over and over and yeah. over if you watch the movie like the theme every single like every single character kind of fits into this arc of like I have expectations uh, and then I have disappointment mm-hmm. and it's so funny that like this is very, this feels very meta but it's so funny that like that like a lot of people think of the movie as a disappointment. When and like the characters are feeling disappointment, the characters have expectations for themselves, and those expectations. Well, and I think I think that's great for the second movie in a trilogy. Exactly. And now what happens? Yeah. What's next? Hopefully, it's gratifying. But like for me, I think 
in a lot of ways, J.J. Abrams has been handed a bit of a mess. I've learned my lesson. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna have any expectations. For I don't. No, it's like. No, it's like. I don't have any questions. It's just whatever you want to do, man. Yeah. Fine. Um, oh, that's a good place to be in. Right. It's like oh, okay, whatever yeah. you want to do. That's where you want to be. Do. I, I, he definitely hits the reset button for me. Yep. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever you want to do now. I guess. I guess Ray and Kylo are gonna, you know, have babies. I'm just kidding. We'll get to that later. We, we'll, we'll do predictions okay. later. Uh, things I didn't like. Things. I, these are things. Uh, that are not necessarily like filmmaking decisions. It's just like things that uh, work within in, the plot. So this is in movie stuff. In movie stuff. In, 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 in universe the plot stuff. that makes sense. It's okay. it's not like um, things that I thought were poorly done. It's just things that uh, content. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I said, things that uh, aren't necessarily not well done. It's just that I don't agree or not agree. I'm, yeah. I'm not in love with the idea. So this is a big, a big picture kind of thing. So episodes one through six, um, and Luke says this in episode eight, which is here's the lesson: that force does not belong to the Jedi. Right. Okay. So, and I think it was an errant statement by him as a cynical person in that position because he recants that later on. He says like, but the idea that now through two movies we have a Jedi who has had no training, who is now more powerful than most Jedis we've ever seen, with no training whatsoever. The the movement away from the Force being part of this discipline, right? where there's training, and there's regiment, and there's, di- like, um, what did I say? An elite discipline to oh. be accessible without any training, which is this big, big picture shift. Right, because at the end of the movie, you see that little kid force grab a broom. It's, and now it's not, here are, these are elite trained like masters of something who have worked, oh, okay. they have worked their entire lives from the time they were children, trained up. Right? I didn't think that. Okay, so I think like so for me, it's Anakin. Look at Anakin Skywalker. Sure. From the time he's you know a child, is trained up with Obi Wan. And even then, because, considered too almost too old to train. Right. No, but he he was a good pod racer because he could see the future. Right. That's the whole thing. Is that That's he wasn't trained? Mm. He wasn't trained. He was he was a he was a savant. He, right. he had the force and without And Ray has that. And okay. Ray has that, right? But for me, for her to hone these skills in with no training now through two movies. Yeah. Now we have, we're two movies later, and she is, with her skills with the lightsaber come from, we see that she's. She's a fighter. Right, she's a fighter. She's already a That's fine specific. with me. Her being able to, at will, without any discipline, hold out her hand and take a lightsaber from the first movie till now, or to. Uh, use her mind to resist um, Kylo Ren in the first one. Uh, I'm trying to think of other examples in this one. Um, it, it's it, for me. It's the shift in narrative, which is this is not for the elite anymore. This is for everyone. It belongs to everyone. That for me, that shift makes me go. Mm, I didn't need to feel like I could be a Jedi. All I needed, like, I needed to feel like my heroes were my heroes. But I now, feel like one of the subcurrents from this whole movie, though, is a very, is a very populist statement. Like, the, the, pretty much the whole scene on uh, what the casino planet. Do you know what that planet's called? Uh, no, I don't have it. I don't. Well, have so it. that whole thing is like. Thing. Well, that whole thing is like uh, you know we are the ninety nine percent. Like that. That's the, basically the whole story from that. So now it's the evil people are the one percent and the good people are the ninety nine percent, the oppressed and the, right. 
Apparently. Well, well, I didn't need... I didn't need to, to hear about the war machine. Right. The American war machine. Right. Through DJ talking about, oh, they're selling to the same people. Look, you just need to stay neutral. Stay out of this, see? Like, nobody's really good is what that's saying. And I kind of feel like... Like, we need to believe in something good here, and you, you're kind of crapping all over it, and not in a way that makes people who are good question it. But, but, isn't, making, that, but isn't, that, isn't that the redeeming thing about this movie, is that Ray still believes, Rose still believes, like, the heroes of this movie are the people who continue to believe past the point where they should. Where they should. Yes, in some ways, but the message behind it is that you don't need training. But what uh, what I don't I think want... the message is you don't need the force. Oh, that's but see, sure. I, no, no, I don't know. no, 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 no. Because 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 the big thing is they stop saying "May the force be with you" and they start saying "Godspeed, rebels." Mm-hmm. Well, mm. they say, "Well, hold, hold, or hold, though." Hold says, it, says to Leia. it to Leia, but before that and after that, they say "Godspeed, rebels." Mm-hmm. There's there there is less of a focus on the force. Yeah, and I that's bothersome to me because yeah. and like. That for me, it's like okay, maybe they're they're moving away from it. I feel like it's too meddling in the force. I just feel like I feel like I can hear J.J. Abrams, Ryan Johnson, and Kathleen Kennedy in a production meeting saying, "You know, I just think like one thing. I really, the, I think what's missing from Star Wars is everyone kind of feeling their part. You know, the force is in all of <laughs> right. us. You know, like for me, it's like, dude, I, I want the Jedi Council." I want the wise masters. I want the right. Like I want that. I don't want it to be some kid on a planet going, "Yeah, I'm going to be a magical Jedi in ten seconds." Well, and I'll to, to, to defend that a little bit. Like Kylo's come from a bloodline of super strong, super mm-hmm. strong. Yeah, we don't really know where Ray comes from yet. Right. No, so we do. Are they, like, are we accepting that that's actually the yes. answer? I am fifty percent sure that's the answer. That's I've one hundred percent accepted that she's a trash baby. I, I love that phrase. Yeah, talk about that. Uh, trash baby. Matt and I call ourselves sad, fat, trash baby. Right, 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 right. Yeah, no, I, I've one hundred percent accepted that. I, I, I think that's, I think that that's the best possible interpretation of her cave scene. I love that's that's something that I love that I didn't talk about. Uh, Luke Skywalker goes into the cave, fights Darth Vader. It turns out it's himself. Ray goes into the cave, looks for her parents. Turns out it's herself. She's her own mother. Well, not that she's her own mother, but that her destiny is her own. Right. That it doesn't matter where she comes from, that all that matters is where she's going. Mm. I think there are different lessons, though. When Luke goes into the cave, Yoda tells him not to bring his weapon. Why? Because you only, like, what's in there, only what you take with you, is what Yoda says. So if you take aggression in there and hate and fear, you're going to get the outcome of that, which is... Darth Vader, right? So, and that's something that Luke struggled. We're getting ready to do. We're getting ready to do something that I feel very strongly about. Uh, Luke Skywalker goes into the cave. He's fighting against the dark side in himself. Agreed. This is a this is a central tenet of the character of Luke Skywalker that he that he knows that there is the dark side within him and that he is fighting it. Agreed. Right? Doesn't. But that's what I'm saying. So it's not against it's not against the character of Luke Skywalker. To try to kill Ben Solo because he's fighting that within because himself. he's fighting that I like himself. It. Okay, I agree. I agree. Agree. Okay. I yeah. don't think, that, and I don't think that's. I struggled with that for a little bit. But I chilled kind of, with you for a long. time. I know. I loved it. Yeah. I was into it. Okay. Well, I think that's a. I think that as a new theme is that, like, neither Kylo nor Ray like cut themselves off from the other side of the force. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. There's there's very much a. There right. is a you can part see that struggle, right? You can see that struggle with Kylo yeah. when he doesn't kill Leia. There is a some men 
want to watch the world burn part of me that said man I really hope that Ray actually like goes with Kylo and that they become like the dark light a, rulers of the universe and like yeah like that like there was a part of me that was just like burn it all to the ground I burn it all to the ground <laughs> Yeah. But upon a second watching, I've come to the conclusion that yeah, Ray is the naive pure heart, and that she is the one that like believe, truly believes in the Force. And is a total badass too. Oh yeah, she's a badass. But she, but like, definitely the most pure of heart. Yeah. yeah. Well, Rose. So, so we don't want to well, fight against. I have one, I have one, one more thing, thing you didn't like. One thing I didn't like. We don't thing. fight the things we hate. We have to. We save the things we love. Okay. Okay, that line, I want to die. Anyway, go ahead. You don't uh, like that? I don't. Oh, I love it. Oh, I think it's fine. I don't like that I love line. it. Um, because there are plenty of times where people are fighting the things they hate in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> and they're the good guys. So, anyway, uh, we have to broach the subject. I said we weren't going to earlier, but I was joking. We have to broach the subject of Leia force flying herself back <laughs> into the ship. Well, how long can someone survive in the naked vacuum of space? Don't worry, I looked it up. She's a Jedi. She is a Jedi. She is a Jedi, but she's also a human being in the vacuum of space. So, a human being, you, will only remain conscious for about 12 seconds in the vacuum of space. Right. You will die in three minutes. She wasn't out there very long. Okay. She also she also stops and takes a deep breath when that thing when the thing gets blown up. There's a scene, there's a specific scene right before the explosion happens where she stops and is like, like, like calling the force to herself. I think being a, a force led. So? I think she. I, I think the force I, kept her alive. I would like. I would like. As to far as I'm concerned, game. as far as I'm concerned, she creates a force shield around herself that, like, oh yeah. Yeah, because if, also I would watch it again. She still if, almost died. Isn't the problem explosive decompression? It's not. But that doesn't oxygen. Happen. Oh, it doesn't. No, no, no. no. It's uh, you can go into the vacuum of space. Yeah, you like you'll t- probably die of radiation poisoning at some point. Oh, sure. Okay, but you so, don't explode. This is my problem. Okay, Leia flies herself back into. Um, okay, so let's 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 all accept that that is fine and good. Good for for from here. On to the rest of the conversation. It's easy, I already have. Okay, cool. I have not in my heart reconciled that. Um, let's go on to this. Anything to give me even a few more seconds of Carrie Fisher. Okay. I thought when that, that was, I thought that was a crappy goodbye, and I was well, mad. At when the, that happened, yeah. I thought that was the end. Because I was like, I thought, that is crappy. I thought, I oh, they've done, oh, they've done a CG Carrie Fisher for this last scene, and that's it. I, that's what I thought. And I was upset at that. I thought she was... And gone. then I thought, we're going to have a goodbye in space. And then when her hand stretched out, I was like, no, you're... You're not. You are not doing that. I love and the way it moved. And then when she opened her eyes, I'm like, "You are not flying yourself back into that ship." I'm like you, I was like, <laughs> "You stay right there, young lady." It's she like very, you should very pop She very definitely, definitely. Did. I was very upset by that. So still, I'm not in love with it. Now, this is my problem with it. From there on out, we okay. Now we have accepted that that is okay. She's strong with the force. Obviously, her son Done. very strong with the force. We're all good with yep. it. Yep. Now. Why is it a problem in the movie? Because no one ever mentions it again after that. Right. That isn't a topic of discussion. Yeah. No one thought that, well, that was kind of weird. But aren't they, like, I, I figured it was probably relatively common knowledge that she was, like, somewhat familiar with the Force. Like, not that she's a, like, not that she's, like, a Jedi, but that, like, Luke's her brother. She has some connection to the Force. And this is something I go back to. Maybe. Okay, so, we're fighting the First Order, right? We're rebels. We have someone's base Go ahead. We can, we, can, we have someone who can literally use the force to move crap around, including herself, bring herself back to life and doing this. 
We're not using that in battle at all. We're not taking advantage of that. We have also Yoda's Force Ghost who can go like this and call out lightning. To We're not being like, hey, Yoda, why don't you do us a solid and blow some stuff up for us? I just think like... I don't think the Force is actually on the side of the Rebellion. Ooh, that's a great answer. I, and this is, you said earlier that the thing that makes Star Wars Star Wars is the three characters. Okay. Agreed. In my opinion, the thing that makes Star Wars Star Wars is that there is more to Star Wars than the conflict between the Empire and the Rebellion. Yeah, okay. That's the main focus of the movies that we've seen. But the thing that I love about the world, about Star Wars, is that yeah. there is so much more that happens outside of the, those stories. And I was talking about more in the context of the films. What sure, make the well, films, sure, yeah. What makes the films great are their dynamic, not necessarily right. what makes the Star Wars universe okay. great. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I just feel I just felt like I could not get over why is she not using the Force any other time? And I know she like talks to Luke. Yeah, like it's kind of like she connects. No, with I him. thought it was strange, but I just I marked it down to rewrites and Carrie Fisher. Okay, passing. Okay, that and and that is not that is not a significant that's not a sufficient explanation in in universe. But I have made peace with it because again, like I said, I thought that I thought that we had lost Leia earlier, and so anything else with her was made me pretty happy. Yeah. The, the how about a Leia Force ghost? That's rude. Anybody? Too soon. Oh, because she's gone. Crap, I forgot. Did you, you really? No, I did. Yeah, I did. No, I did. Well, I. Matt, I'm telling you, this is my problem. Is that I is that I don't connect. Uh, I connect movies with reality. Mm. That character's alive. Mm-hmm. Well, she's. I mean, yeah. But it's, the actor is the yeah. actress is done. This is why this is why they've already said they're not CGing. So the, Fisher. the the next no, movie is probably going to start with her funeral. That was, that's and that's what I said. Which yeah. we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. Probably, right. probably Leia's funeral, or we're going to skip ten to fifteen years ahead in the future. Oh. And she's well, that's what like, I think. She's happen. seven years gone. She's that's what I think. she's been gone. Yeah, she's been gone. Right. So, so I think that's. I think we have we see a Kylo Ren with uh, a even stronger First Order and a rebuilt, retooled, stronger, <laughs> more organized. Uh, re- resistance, yeah. right? So I think that's what we're with with uh, Ray uh, being involved with that and having our own Jedi Temple training some people. Maybe, yeah. So predictions. This is something I didn't like. I haven't gotten my my two words in. Here. Do it. Sorry. The casino planet was the dumbest thing I think I've ever seen in my entire life. Like when I got there, like they're the most evil people on the planet, and I'm like, oh cool. Like I like I like the dingy, like awful people. Like oh rich people, cool. Okay, it's like they do the most terrible thing. So I think human traffickers. They're human traffickers. Oh, they sell weapons. That's the worst thing you can do. Okay, check. Uh, and then like. And when we were children, I, I don't know, like, like, and like they're hitting horses, horse, dog things, and you're supposed to feel really bad and you're like really heartstrung. I'm like, re- really, we're spending time on feeling sorry for the horse dog things, and then like they let them out and they're running away and they're like, oh man, like, and, and they almost didn't make it. They say, was it worth it? And she takes off the saddle and like kicks him off, and she says, no, nah, it was worth it. Really, was it? If you die on that planet, it was worth it to save a horse dog thing? That was going to get herded up and moved back, <laughs> straight back in there. Like, they are ten seconds that away from that casino. The whole thing felt so ham-fisted. Like, it just Well, felt- you, you are reacting to the emotional appeal. 
You're not reacting to the scene in the movie. You're reacting to the fact that it was did, did, did feel like a very late right. emotional. You can hear the producers in the room like, you know, we just need something touching there. Yeah. Let's look, guys, let's do this. We haven't had evil rich people. Yeah. Oh, but then they'll do like, uh, that's what I wanted to make. Like the whole scene, I just wanted to go, man, the whole time until it was over. It was rough. Like I liked that they got a dingy, dingy thief guy to help them. And like, and then like he was like, "Hey, I am true neutral. Like, I take the thing I get." And he betrays him later. I thought that was great, um, but like that, that, the rest of it, I'm just like, cool. Like this, this is fine. Like, can we be done? Can we be off of this planet, please? Because everything here hurts me. It hurts me. I did not like that planet. As soon as they got off the planet, I was back on board. Yeah, it's just I, I agree. In in the narrative of like, it's the overdone narrative of like the rich versus the like. The rich yeah, versus evil. the poor and the war machine right. and the ri- like, like yes, I understand like making weapons and like people like can like construct wars sure. to sell weapons. Like I understand that. Like I know that that happens. Like oh, it's the resistance and the rebellion. Like okay, like so you're saying that neither side should fight. Like and like Luke said that earlier. Like what's your what's your message with this? Right. Like he's like like the, the thief says, oh, true neutral, just uh, take what you can get. Like so like but like. What are you saying? Like, what? What is the point? That's what I'm asking you right now. I don't know. You say like, like, like a lot. Like, 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 like. But I don't know. I don't know what the message is. Like, I, I, okay. I, I don't know why that narrative is in the movie. It needs to be in there. Well, yeah, what even, does it add? Not even needs, but what does it add? but just. Yeah. Well, I, I think it adds. Uh, I, I think it adds. I, I mean, part of that was that they they added they added a certain layer to where Finn and Rose could be betrayed, and that plan fails. Well, so that had to happen in the second act. They didn't have to go to that casino plan, right? So something had to happen there. It didn't have. It had to be. It had to be. It had to be a redemptive act for for Finn. It had to be like that. Had to happen in the yeah. movie. But no, it didn't have to be that casino planet. Like it didn't have to be the casino planet. It didn't have to be the rich versus the poor. It didn't right. have to be war I like, is bad and the war machine is bad. I like that. I didn't like. Ah. I like war is bad and the war machine is bad. Like that. Like that whole like, hey, listen, kid. Uh, these these guys are selling to both sides. That's fine. That's one thing. But yeah, but like just the rich the rich casino planet. Eh, I can take it or leave it. And, and and then yeah, and then like the message with the horses and all that was just meh. And I, I feel like we're not going to hear about that it, in in the in the trilogy. And so it was it was fifteen twenty minutes of of this movie. But this is not new to Star Wars. <laughs> Wait, oh, you're talking about the prequels and kind of some of the Darth Vader. Darth Vader was a slave, right? Darth Vader's mom was a slave. They, there was a whole like. 30 minutes of like them going back to his house and talking about how he's owned by well, somebody I'm, and I'm then... o- like I'm okay with with saying like saying certain certain moral things are bad whether or I'm not, not defending the scene that. I'm just saying that it's not new but it's I think it's different to say slavery is bad as opposed to saying rich people are greedy that I, I think I think that's the that's the issue that I have. Like that that message on the casino planet, even the war machine aside, because that came a little bit later. The rich people on the planet and Rose's backstory and all of that, it just seemed weak, out of place, added nothing to the story. There are a myriad of planets they could have gone to to find this groundy thief that says Name one. 
Well, okay. They could have gone to your house. Boom. Roasted. Could have gone to your face. Nah. So that's your mom's house. Boom. Ah! His mom listens, and your house is fine, Mrs. Jack. (laughs) So those are the issues that I had with the Casino Planet. I think that was the weakest part of the movie by far. Oh, yeah. Uh, But it it was not enough for me to think the movie was bad. I still think the movie was great. I think that is a small, weak part of a very strong movie. I also want to just add to that, to this. My problem with that is they are not frantic enough in that casino. Their ship has 18 hours of fuel left, or like 12 hours, whatever they say at that point. 12 hours is what you have to pull off your entire plan, to pull off the entire thing. And you crash landed in the beach. So they need to be thinking, their ship's upside down. I don't know why they're not concerned about, like, we may not be able to get that thing out. We also have to get a ship. But they have time to walk up and be like, yeah, man, I don't know, it just, this town kind of bums me out. Yeah. What? You don't have time for that? You know you don't have time for that. Yeah. Like, the only, thing, no- the only thing that really disappointed me was that it wasn't Lando Calrissian. Mm. I needed that really badly, and it didn't happen. You needed Lando That would have been pretty good. Well, they, like, well, they even felt like they were like, they even felt like, they even felt like they were telegraphing it a little bit with Moss because she didn't say who it was. Mm-hmm. Right. He's a he's a, he's a good pilot, and he's a he's an old friend of mine, and he's a great hacker, and he's and he's a good he's good with a blaster. And I was like, <gasps> and it's like you'll see him at the casino tables. <gasps> And then they went to this nice place, and I just expected them. Well, and, and that character's kind of throwaway too. Like this, it's this person that that character really values and thinks highly of, and is intelligent and smart and good in the fight. Yeah. And you see him for half a second, and then he's gone. Yeah. Like so that that would have been great. But it's all yeah. all of the same thing. The the thing which is like characters thinking it's going to be one way, and then it's, it's yeah. not. Doesn't. Yeah. yeah. And that's why, like Luke saying, this is not going to go the way what you think. think. Yeah. Like it, yeah. that's the entire. That's the message movie. of the whole movie. Yeah. That's the yeah. entire thing. Um, that and uh, burn it to the ground. Burn the whole thing to the ground. The, whole <laughs> uh, uh, the old things have to die. Yep. Yep. And the the thing at the end of that is no, they don't. Because right. Ray is now going to take over this thing. And, yep. Yeah. Uh, well, that's what I felt like the first time I watched it, and that's why I said like I like I kind of wanted to see it like re- them really go hard on like Ray and Ray and Kylo now are buddies and they're going to rule the galaxy. Like like part of me wanted to see like how far are you willing to go. Completely reinvent this franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know they 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 did they know, did the happens. right they did the right thing to continue a movie, but there was a part of me that was like, oh man, you know it would have been cool if like Ray didn't like if Ray really was cynical and they and somebody else I don't know picked it up. Yeah, I thought when Ray looks down, okay, at the end when she's in the Millennium Falcon looking yeah. down and they're doing the Force connection thing again, I thought. She was gonna go, go on without me, and then walk out and go fight him. I thought we we're gonna have a, oh. I thought we we're gonna have a Luke versus Vader end fight scene between her and Kylo. Oh, which I know we already had Luke versus Kylo, but I thought she would go out and be like, "You want this? Come on up, let's do this thing." I thought that's what that look was. I thought it was a, like whenever he was looking up. I thought it was a. She was so full of like determination there. I yep. thought like she's gonna walk back down this freaking ramp. And take Kylo Ren on and whoever wants. And I'm like, and if I'm them right now, I'm scared to death of that. Because she just smiled at the end of force moving half of a mountain. I was like, <laughs> and she's like, oh, it's my buddies. She's literally like, this is the other thing. Is Luke has to like freaking get a nosebleed to move a few rocks up with Yoda, teaching him how to do it. And she's like, oh, hey, guys. She's not even concentrating anymore. Half of the mountain is in the air. And she's just like, oh, yeah. 
But I guess I should drop these. But she's a true believer. She's a, she is a savant. You're right. She doesn't have. But she's a true believer. She she has a, she has the faith of a child. Right. And Luke is very and much. Luke has struggling. To, and Luke is trying to be a hero. He like, and Luke is thinking about his family. He has it inside Luke, of him. He has it yep. inside of him. But he has too much going on up here. Sure. Yeah. To be completely. Yeah. I think that's a great point. Hey guys, this is Sam. Um, I'm back in the bunker, and this episode has gotten so long. Uh, our conversation was so intense that we've decided to split this up into two parts. Uh, so stay tuned for next week. We'll release part two of the Star Wars discussion. Hope you've enjoyed it so far. Bye.